Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown, and I am your host with the Orchid Blooms podcast. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Orchid I Brown. So before I get into the podcast episode for tonight or today, I just wanted to give you an update that I have posted up the t-shirts on the website for Orchid Blooms podcast. I am still trying to rack my brain to figure out what I would like to put on the long sleeve t-shirts as well as some sweater. It's already winter, so I'm actually behind schedule when it comes to designing these things and putting it on the taonetwork.ca website for people to purchase. So I'm feeling rushed. (laughs) I don't know how else to say. I just feel rushed. With planning the topics for this season's podcast episode and working on creating decisions and, you know, connecting with the right people and all of that stuff, it's kind of taken away from actually completing these little things. And it's so annoying because it seems like I am procrastinating, but I'm not procrastinating. I just don't have the time. So I'm giving myself a deadline to get all of these things done, except I still am working on closing a few things that I have started, especially certain passion projects. But at the same time, while I'm doing that, I also have to take that moment in time to think of what am I going to put on these long sleeve t-shirts as well as sweaters. I I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. So now I'm thinking, you know what, maybe I should just re-listen to all of my podcast episodes. So as I'm working on my project, if it's not taking up a lot of mental mental capacity from me to focus on that specific project, then maybe I can have my podcast episode play in the background. And hopefully these podcast episodes will then give me some inspiration on what I should have on these long sleeve t-shirts as well as a sweater and just kind of go from there. So that's kind of the only thing I have thought about in this moment in time to just kind of helped me make a decision on what I want to do with these long sleeve t-shirts as well as these sweaters and what I really want it to represent and what I want it to say. But other than that, that's really all I have when it comes to the merch. I was hoping to look into some water bottles and some other stuff, but I have to find um, an actual vendor to do that for me for the website. But I'll get there when I get there, one thing at a time. I'm not trying to stress myself out. I have been looking for bloggers for the website because unfortunately with the Ambitious Obsession show that I really want to relaunch by next spring, and I have this podcast going on as well, and now I want to start pushing the blog, I realized that it's a little too much for me to do by myself. So I am hoping to secure at least two bloggers for the new year. And hopefully you like them. So definitely check out our Instagram page uh, and social media, all of, any one of our social media pages to kind of learn a little bit more about the bloggers once I have secured them. Um, on any of the platforms so that is the ambitious net on instagram the ambitious obsession network on facebook and on twitter the ambitious ops so when that time comes when they are selected and they are introduced to 
the platform, you will be able to learn a bit more about the individuals that will be writing a segment once a month for you guys to go on and to read about. So that's something that I'm currently developing right now, and it needs to be secured by the end of this year. So bear with me. I'm not going to tell you anything else other than that. Once it's secure and once I have all their information and I posted it up, I am hoping to maybe have them do a live on the Instagram page. So if you are following the Instagram page, which I recommend that you do, that's at the ambitious net, um, you will be able to participate in live and listen to these bloggers talk about themselves and what they stand for on this Instagram live and how they are planning to contribute to your lives in some way. I would love to see you guys in the live and if you have any questions, especially if you know you find the blogger intriguing, you can definitely shoot off a message um, during the live and I will definitely be able to answer or ask her about it or if she sees it before I do, then she might be able to answer those questions for you. But either way, I would I cannot wait to just kind of get you guys interacting with the the new bloggers that we were going to have on the social well not social media but interact on the live with us but also take the time to go on the website and actually read up on their their blogging articles um, that will be updated on the website every month and don't worry it's not going to take you away from this podcast if you are in fact enjoying these wonderful topics that i have been sharing so far um, you will still be able to enjoy every episode of the Orchid Blooms podcast episode on all the platforms. I wish I can list them. There's so many. I can't even keep up with them at this point. I think I was doing a, a reel, just kind of introducing this topic, which is coming out today. And I was listing a bunch of platforms that we have for the podcast. And the only thing I can think of at the end of it was like, wow, there's a lot of platforms because I haven't listed all of them. Um, is you know in the real and I couldn't really keep up because a real has to be a certain amount for it to really catch your attention I mean does anybody really want to watch a real that's more than five minutes no one minute sure but five minutes I don't even have that time so I can't really expect people to go on the Instagram page and watch the reels and have it be way too long than it needs to be when you can get like super quick reels from everybody else so let's just try to do that from now on and um and yeah, so that's that's really what's been happening with the Ambitious Obsession Network thus far, as well as the Orchid Blooms podcast. It's um, working on all of those wonderful items that have just been sitting on my list that needs to get done before the end of the year. I will be also um, changing the days that I release the podcast episode uh, in the new year. Because as much as, you know, Wednesday was working for me in the past, I've noticed that, you know, in order for publishing an episode on Wednesday to work, I would need to be able to dedicate some time on the weekends to be able to write the podcast episode as well as record it for Wednesday. And I realized it's just not working for me because once I've finished working Monday to Friday and then, you know, I do do my part time job on weekends. I was like, OK, that doesn't really leave me any time to rest. So I find that I'm able to produce 
these podcast episodes by Friday or at least Thursday, Friday. So I thought to myself, hey, you know what, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to, as of January, change it officially to releasing a podcast episode either Thursday or Friday, but I'll just say Friday. But if it happens to come on a Thursday, then you have been blessed. But um, yeah, so the the goal is to change date from Wednesday to Friday. That way I can at least have my weekends to just relax and breathe because sitting down on a weekend trying to go out and have a life and then thinking, damn, I haven't written my podcast episode. What am I going to write? How am I going to deliver this topic? And it's so intriguing. It's so interesting. How am I going to do it? So I'm just going to to just delay the date because majority of the time I start writing a podcast episode by Monday and sometimes I finish it by Tuesday and then I record, publish it and it's ready by Wednesday. But I have, like I said, I've been finding it very difficult just to produce um, a podcast episode by Wednesday. I don't know what happened. Maybe my, like I said, maybe my schedule is just a little bit too busy and I need to figure out what I need to get rid of to make some time. But I think rather than just trying to figure out what I'm going to get rid of, because every single thing on my list is so important, (laughs) I should just change the date. The podcast is flexible. Majority of my listeners tend to listen to the podcast episodes, you know, on the weekends anyways. So releasing the episode on a Friday or a Thursday, for example, will be better. I know that when I release it on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday, I maybe I get a very small amount of listeners and then it just kind of increases towards the end of the week. So I might as well just launch a podcast episode on a Friday instead and go from there. So as of January, that's going to be a change that I'm going to make with the podcast episode is that some of the episodes will not be available by Wednesday. It will come out on a Friday. And if you are, if I'm blessing you, it's going to be on a Thursday. Either way, you'll know about it if you are following the social media pages, especially the stories, because I like to post up the link to the Spotify um, podcast episode on story. So if you see it there first, you know that the episode is out. I just have not put out any marketing for the specific episode itself so that is all that i'm going to give you in regards to the updates and i hope that this is enough and hopefully you're not as stressed as i am but i wanted to include you in the process of how i am reorganizing certain things that are being you know managed by myself on this platform until i figure out something that works for all of us Now, let's get into today's episode, which is on Healthy Crazy. Now, I know the title makes no sense, but let me explain. It is not about people who are health freaks and how crazy they are about their health and working out and eating healthy. That is not what this episode is about. I have nothing to say about those people. They're dedicated. They have a strategy that works for them, and I'm happy for them. They are being the best version of themselves in the best way that they can. And I will forever commend them for it. Because if I had the time that they had to do all of that stuff, I would be doing it too. So that is not what this podcast is about. So to go over healthy crazy, I'm going to just start from the top. Individuals like to call others crazy. I'm sure some of you have been in a situation where someone has called you crazy Maybe because of the way you reacted to something or you are tired of the lies that you're hearing, whatever it is, you have heard someone call you crazy to your face, behind your back, whichever, crazy. I have heard it more in intimate relationships than I do in friendships. I don't believe I've ever called a friend crazy. 
that's a lie i'll go into that story next time but it's a really funny story especially when they are trying to gaslight the individual which a lot of people like to do that it happens in dating it happens when you know a friendship crosses the line into intimacy and now one of them's trying to backtrack so then they try to gaslight the person by saying oh it's all in your head and if you're saying it's all in your head guess what they're calling you crazy that's basically what it is mostly it is used towards women there is always a reason for a woman's craziness which is why when a man says his girl is crazy i don't believe them and keep in mind you know some guys are called crazy but not for the exact reasons that a woman would be called crazy if a woman is a little bit too sensitive or she's accusing somebody of something in some way then she's considered to be crazy but no one ever calls a man crazy for accusing a girl of cheating or doing something behind their back or using them in some way they never think that they're crazy it's it's very odd that the term crazy just seems to be aligned with a woman rather than a man when a man is being called crazy it's based on the activities that he does or how outgoing he is or how crazy he is when they when he goes out to a party or the adventurous stuff that he does that maybe put his life in danger and he survives it oh my god he's crazy he just you know roll a blade down an entire cliff and flew off and dived over a car or whatever and he's a stunt man crazy especially since he's not well practiced he was not trained to do these types of things but he decides that you know what i'm brave enough to do it so i'm gonna do it wow he's crazy but never for being emotional never for being hurt by another woman they're never called crazy for their behavior or their actions uh, towards a, a woman in an intimate situation it's it's always the women that are considered crazy it's always in their heads right guys right i remember talking to a guy friend in the past forgot who he is like don't ask me a name i don't i don't remember i just remember the actual conversation and it kind of stuck with me because the term crazy was used a lot so while this guy and i were were having a conversation i asked him why is his girlfriend crazy he would say she would pick a fight with him every single time he wants to go out with his boys or go hang out with his girlfriends and i said like you're saying that she snaps or she just has a conversation where she's visibly upset and you know it makes you feel uncomfortable so you feel like she's going crazy on you he's he said no she's just snaps i said oh have you ever had relations with your girlfriends that you are going to hang out with without her and he said in the past but now we're just friends and i said oh close friends like how close <laughs> And he would say, well, you know, close. And I said, well, how many times a week do you talk to these girls that are now your close friends or, you know, friends? And he says every day. And I said, oh, I said, uh, well, how many times do you talk to your, your girl? And he says, you know, whenever I see her. So at that point, I'm thinking, well, that sounds to me like she's not really on the list of priorities. So she was like, at the bottom of the list at this point so i ask okay does your girlfriend and guy friends you know like your girl and he says no not really and i asked why and he said well they all said that she's too serious boring and she's just no fun 
And I asked, how do you think that makes her feel hearing that your friends and your girlfriends that you're super close with, that you used to fuck with, now all of a sudden say all of these things about her without truly knowing her? And he said, I don't know. And I said, okay. I even had to ask, you know, do you agree with your girlfriends and guy friends when they say that she is boring, too serious, and no fun? And he says, well, yeah, because she doesn't want me to go out and have fun with my my people. And I said, okay, have you ever invited her out? And he's like, well, no, not really, because, you know, they don't really get along with her. So I said, okay, so answer me this. How do you think this makes her feel? He said, I don't know. I said, you do know, because she tells you during these fights, these arguments, when she snaps. And I said, let me ask you about your guy friends. Are they all single? And he says, yes. I said, when you go out, is it to bond with the boys or is it to go pick up girls for the boys? And he says, you know, they're trying to find girls. Yes. Uh, He's like, but I don't. Like, I respect that I'm in a relationship. And I said, oh, okay. So basically, you're the bait. You're the wingman. You know, you go up and you talk to these girls and you flirt with them. And then you just kind of pawn them off on one of the friends because these single guy friends of yours can't really pick up anybody without you. Right. And he goes, well, I mean, they don't really need me, but it's fun to do it as a boys. But I said, but you're the one that is in a relationship. So why use you as bait? If they were skilled enough to pick up a girl on their own, they wouldn't really need someone who's in a relationship there to be their wingman. He said, I, I am the wingman, and he's like, I have no problem with it. So I said, okay. I asked, how do you think she feels knowing that your boys don't like her but want you to go out and pick up a replacement for her? And he's like, well, that's not what's happening. And I said, but really think about it. What do you, what do you think they're trying to do when they're dragging you away from your girlfriend and putting you in compromising situations where you'll meet girls who are interested in you because guess what? you are not single, which is why most girls might be attracted to you. And there are certain girls out there who are attracted to unavailable men. So how do you think that makes her feel knowing that your friends don't like you or like her and they're bringing you out to bring you in social settings where you are around other females that are single and are looking for a man (laughs) to get with, to be in the situation that she's in um, with you? And he went silent and that answered my question. Is she really crazy? In that situation, is she really crazy? Do you agree that she's crazy for the way that she's behaving based on her circumstances, based on the man that she's with? Don't get me wrong. Men go through this too with women, with other women, you know, especially if a man is ready to settle down and he's not really looking to go back in the dating scene and he's not really about that, but he happens to be with a girl. That love goes going out every single weekend with her girls, dressing up, short, short skirt, tits hanging out, nipples popping, and she's up in a club with her girls wilding out while he's at home. Guys do go through this and they do feel some sort of way, but they only feel some sort of way when the shoe is on the other foot. They are not necessarily experiencing what the girl might be going through from her end if they have never experienced it themselves. The tables do turn in that moment, but never are those men who have complained to their girlfriends for going out every single weekend looking like a hoe, trying to pick up dick, 
but acting like no i'm just going to the club and he's like oh you're just going to the club tease you're not going there to pick up some guys and she's like no i'm just gonna hang out with my girls we're just gonna look like this and shake our booty and do whatever you know what i mean and they come up with all these excuses but if a guy ever confronted a girl about that he would not be labeled as crazy he might be labeled as possessive he might be labeled as controlling but never crazy men and women mostly women, are accused of being crazy by their significant other, especially when it comes to cheating or emotionally cheating or maybe checking out somebody else. You know, the hints are there. And a lot of people, even in the workplace, will be married or in a serious relationship and somehow build this soul tie with that outside party outside of their relationship that they will deny to their significant other. But there are so many evidence that comes up to show that, hey, you are emotionally cheating. You might not have cheated physically, but emotionally, which in my opinion is worse, that's what you're doing. So if the partner keeps bringing it up to you, you're eventually annoyed by hearing it. You're just hoping that he or she will shut the fuck up so you can continue with your conquest on the side behind their back while you're sitting on the couch, looking at their pictures through your phone, watching their videos, you know, checking out their social media accounts, all of these types of stuff, maybe sending text messages here and there when their partners aren't looking. They're considered to be crazy if they bring that up. If they bring it to your attention that, hey, you know, I, I do notice that you, he or she is having an emotional relationship, an emotional attachment to someone else other than themselves. Of course, they're going to feel some sort of way. But again, the crazy label comes on when you keep nagging about it. And that I feel is quite incorrect to use the term crazy because they're not crazy. You're doing exactly what they say you're doing. Crazy is defined as mentally deranged, especially as as it manifested in a wild and aggressive way that's the definition of crazy the term crazy is used loosely especially in our society use your vocabulary it's it's something that we have lost touch with nowadays we we don't seem to have the capability to choose the correct terms when referring to someone in certain situation crazy just seems to be used to to describe everyone especially when they're being glasslighted or if they're you know propping up others this term crazy seems to be used in both a negative and a positive way for some apparent reason and guess what there is a whole dictionary of words where anyone can use anything other than crazy to describe somebody crazy is defined in the urban dictionary as doing something different from what people agree on. That was just one of the definition that Urban Dictionary um, described crazy as, you know, being an urban term that we use nowadays. But when I did read that term, I kind of laughed a little bit because I do have a story to share that is connected to that definition. Because again, the definition is doing something different from what others would agree on. So I knew a girl, and this is a story time, it's story time. I knew a girl, a nice girl back in the day. During the fall, she got sick. And I think I was friends with her for about a year and a half before we fell off. Um, so she got sick and she caught the flu and she was living with a male roommate at the time. Anyways, she brought herself some apple juice because she wouldn't have been able to eat or drink while she was sick. So this male roommate decided to drink her apple juice. 
Keep in mind, this isn't the first incident that this guy has eaten her food or drank her drinks when she wasn't home or when she was sleeping. He'll wait till she sleeps, he'll come out in the middle of the night, and he'll just start eating up her food and drinking her drinks, and then he'll run back in his room and hide like a pussy. His girlfriend is always over as well, like she lives there. You know those type of relationships? Like a guy is renting a room in a house, and there's a bunch of other roommates, but his girlfriend is like always there, like she lives there. Or even girls, this happens with girls as well, where she would get a boyfriend and he's there every single day like he lives there. He sleeps over every single day like he lives there. But he's not paying rent and he's not contributing to any food or paying any of the water bill or anything like that, but he's there for free. Of course, this is upsetting the other roommates because they're now having to pay for he or her washing her ass, flushing the toilet, eating up other people's food because they're both broke. So they're hoping to live off of other people's food. Anywho, cannot say that his girlfriend was doing this, but there are situations where I have met people who are in that situation and I do feel very very bad for them. I understand that renting a room is cheap and it's nice and all, but you need to be careful who you're renting with. So back to the story. So at this point, she's sick. You know, she, at this point, she she's had enough. So you have to understand, like, she's at her limits. There's no more space between her head and the roof for her to find patience. There is no tolerance at this point. She hasn't eaten all day because she's sick. She can't keep anything down. And the only thing she had to, to drink was apple juice and water. He didn't touch the water, but he definitely chugged her bottle of apple juice. So she, she decided to get revenge. And what really set her off is that when she was sleeping for maybe, you know, 12 hours in the day, she finally crawled out of bed. She went to the kitchen and she grabbed her carton of apple juice. And while she was lifting it, she realized the box was empty, even though she bought it the day before. But she hadn't drank anything from it. So her being hungry, thirsty, couldn't believe it. She was like, all right, it's time to teach this idiot a damn lesson. She took that empty carton from the fridge, went to the bathroom, pissed in that carton, put it back in the fridge, took her bottle of water, she went back to bed and she drank the water and went right back to sleep. She woke up to him screaming and swearing because he decided that he wanted to chug the piss as he did her apple juice. So I can already imagine, as you know, that piss is going down his throat and he realized this doesn't taste like apple juice. He's now coughing it back up. So he's vomiting and it's coming out through his nose because he's chugging it so he won't get caught for drinking her stuff. That's why he's doing it behind her back. What if she happens to walk out of her room when he's chugging it right at the, the fridge door because he's not closing the door and pouring it into a glass and then sipping it like it's his. He's chugging it so he won't get caught. Anywho, she's telling me this story. I'm gagging because I wouldn't want to chug somebody's piss. And she's just explaining that she just had no choice. He needed to learn a lesson. Stop stealing other people's food. Stop drinking other people's drink. You knew I was sick. And yet you're going and sneaking food and drinking my drinks while I am in bed sick and have nothing to eat. You're taking the last bit of what I have and not replacing it. So upon her finishing the story, I was like, so did he confront you about it? And she says, of course not, because he knew what he was doing was wrong. It wasn't his. Why is he going to confront her about her own drink? So I said, well, how did he behave? She basically said that, you know, he 
he basically just ignored her um you know he'll talk shit about her to his girlfriend but not really telling his girlfriend that he stole her drink and has been doing it for a while now because he refused to go buy his own food and buy his own drinks and well this is karma (laughs) he didn't tell her that So he was trying to turn his girlfriend against her to kind of side with him like woe is him. But he learned a valuable lesson that day because he never touched her drink or her food ever again. And I laughed my ass off and I looked at her and I said, you know what? You are crazy. And to me, that action is crazy because I couldn't even think to do that to somebody. I wouldn't even think to do that to somebody. I would never think if someone drank my orange juice or my apple juice and I was gonna leave piss in it and leave it, put it back in a fridge to make sure that whoever has been stealing my juice will now have to drink my piss. My flu-infested, sick-infested piss. I would have never thought of it. So to me, that is crazy. But I laughed my ass off because it wasn't happening to me. But if it did, I'd be royally pissed. I would rather just cuss you out for stealing my food and drinking my drinks than actually take an empty carton, go into the bathroom, piss in it, put it back in the fridge way, way back so it gets cold fast enough. And when you come home and I'm not there, or if I'm in my room and then you decide to chug my piss, then, you know, it's at least nice. I guess it's nice and fresh if I put it in the fridge and let it sit there for a minute to get nice and crispy and cold for you. I was considerate if I did it that way rather than leaving lukewarm piss for you. But still, I could never think about doing that to somebody. I just couldn't. It, it, it would That to me is just savage. I don't know how else to say it, but this is what I mean by doing something different from what others would agree on. Would you agree on pissing in a carton of apple juice while you're sick, putting it back in the fridge, you know, leaving it there for a few hours when the dude comes home or she comes home to chug your juice? Would would you do it? Are you that crazy? So that's (laughs) that's that definition on Urban Dictionary reminded me of that. And I just had to share that with you today because to this day, I still gag. And as I'm telling you the story on a podcast episode, I'm sure you've heard me just kind of pause a little bit. I mean, I'm afraid to swallow right now because I feel like I'm going to barf just thinking about it. So the second definition on crazy or of crazy uh, by the Urban Dictionary is someone who is wild and fun, someone who will go against the rules, someone who will do anything for love. And of course, see how positive that entire definition was for the term crazy? It's crazy, right? So a third definition on Urban Dictionary is a person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. I actually don't have any stories for those two, but I'll keep going. The fourth definition on Urban Dictionary is often misinterpreted as bad characteristics. Crazy is used to describe people that are random, hype, creative and flat out fun to hang out with again another positive for the term crazy crazy is not a positive term but for some reason nowadays crazy is for everything the topic of this podcast episode asks the question is there such a thing as healthy crazy there are different levels of crazy there are different levels to everything everyone has a crazy side to them especially when tested they show you full throttle Since there isn't an actual definition of healthy crazy, I am going to give you my definition. This podcast episode is my view on crazy and what healthy crazy would 
look like. So my definition of healthy crazy is someone that has their senses intact as they are losing it. Again, that's really hard. Uh, They have control over their emotions. They know their limits. They have weighed the consequences of their actions before they truly express their feelings. They know how far they are willing to go and assess their limits of what they can handle. They assess their environment consciously. They know who they are and who they want to be. So messing with their hard work isn't what they want to do, right? They're gonna keep that into consideration as they're about to go crazy on your ass. They have a high sense of morality and have a code of value that they follow. So it keeps them in line and in check when they're about to go off a little too far, (laughs) you know? They know how to rein it in. They have some sort of self-control, especially when they're like, okay, at this point, I don't care who I offend. I don't care who I'm hurting. I am just going to go all out. But instead, they recognize the situation. They've assessed the situation and are like, okay, this is the amount of crazy I can put into this situation to interact with this person because this person does not know how to handle that level crazy they have measured it analyzed it figured out that this is what they can give to this person so yeah it's a whole thing it's a whole whole strategy about how to unleash and what level to unleash their craziness I know what I just said just made no sense. But if you believe that you're not crazy and if you are one of those people that know that you have that crazy size, you know what I'm talking about. When you hear the term crazy, you don't think sensible. You think uncontrollable. No thought except for what's happening in that moment. That is what you think when you hear the term crazy, even if it's a positive, you know, connotation, or if it's a negative connotation, at the end of the day, there is no restrictions. You just blah, you just go out there and you just wild and like, you know, a puppy that's way too excited, but on a bigger dog and a bit more vicious and a bit very, very, very uh, aggressive. (laughs) I hope I'm explaining this right. I just want you to picture everything that I'm saying to you right now, because it will make more sense. So there are the uncontrollable crazy. And I'm sure some of you have met those people who are uncontrollable crazy. They lash out out of nowhere. You don't see it, but you hear it coming. They come off bipolar, but it's not like they're bipolar. They're just the type of people that kind of shove everything in and they internalize everything and they wait till it builds and it builds and it builds and then they snap. That seems to be people that would be categorized as uncontrollable because no one sees them holding it in. No one sees them keeping it to themselves or sticking it down or shoving it down and putting a smile on their face. They, No one's going to notice that, but the person who's experiencing it is going to feel it. So when they do snap, it's going to be viewed differently from the other person's point of view because they didn't see it coming. You never said a word. You just snapped. You just went from, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, to like, ah, you know, just out of nowhere. (laughs) That's uncontrollable crazy. A sensible person who's experiencing this uncontrollable crazy from another person would not know how to deal with it because, again, they didn't see it coming. 
they just didn't. And I've been in that situation where someone just seemed like they were so good. And then out of nowhere, it just snaps. And all I could do was just stare at them. I didn't even have a response. I actually froze. Out of the four trauma responses, I just froze. And I just kind of looked at them. And I'm still trying to process because when people lash out and they tend to tell you everything that they're feeling like over a period of time that you did not see they never mentioned it to you so you can't really find reference in anything that they're saying they just seem like they're doing an emotional dump all in that one crazy moment and then you have to now pick apart every single situation and line it up so that it makes sense in your mind so you just kind of sit there listening to them and you're frozen and then these crazy people and then look at you like aren't you going to say something but they're not realizing that you're processing everything that you say so the only thing that you can say is I'm thinking. But of course that sets them off even more because now they want to give they want you to give them an answer immediately over the emotional dump that they gave you. And then they just keep going in hopes that if they just keep behaving erratic and crazy that it's somehow going to make you give them an answer to the 10 different things that they ended up listing in that 2 minutes of them just ranting in a crazy aggressive behavior i'm telling you it never it didn't work out i literally just go okay um i'm gonna think about everything that you said but i'm gonna leave because i need to process and of course they don't like that so i listened i got right into my car and i drove out of that parking lot and i disappeared for a minute because it was a lot It was a lot, especially if you have to process through all of that. You have to process through the emotion. You have to process through the words. You have to process through the thoughts that they might be having in that moment in time. You have to now try to figure out how to respond to each and every single thing. So you have to like sit down and write it down just to even be able to process through what they're asking you for, especially since they didn't ask a question. It's just weird. That is the uncontrollable crazy, and I just can't. The next level of crazy that I have on my list is the impulsive crazy. Those are the ones that will throw away their caution for love to be the hero, you know, like a savior complex times 10. They would take any indication as more than what it is and they will run with it. No words as proof to back it up just what they feel and it is worth it even in that moment it's all about the moment they are moment people whatever is exciting in that moment they hope the best outcome the happiest outcome if it doesn't work out they will move on to the next impulsive thing they can find and they will do it with no thought whatsoever you all know how psycho some of these impulsive crazies are some of them come off as stalkers especially when a girl is saying i'm not really interested but they won't back off and they'll just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and you know it comes off like they're a stalker or something is wrong with them mentally because they're just not understanding and they're like i just want to be friends (laughs) you know they're the impulsive crazy they're so hopeful that if they just keep badgering the girl and hitting her in the head, that it will just make them love him. 
And keep in mind, you know, girls do this too. And I've met a few girls, especially if in their mind they're like, oh my God, this person's in love with me. We're in love with each other. And it's not the case. It is not the case. They just throw caution out the window. And whatever you do, even if you're being nice to them, they're just like, no, they love me. And they will run over that cliff and dive headfirst because, you know, it's love. And they're going to be the victor in the end for getting that person. They're impulsively crazy. And this is not just towards love. They could do this for a friend. They could do this for a family member. They will just go above and beyond. They don't even need to know the full story. Once they hear, oh, this is happening, okay, I have to jump into it and just go wild and fix it and make everything better. And when I turn around, I will be the hero. I will be the crazy, obsessive, aggressive savior. So that to me is an impulsive crazy because there's no thought process. They're just focused on one thing and that is to save the day to get the girl, to get the position, to get whatever at any means necessary. The last crazy that I will talk about is irrational crazy, which is not based on logic. They are overthinkers and have this whole elaborate story in their minds on a series of events that might not have even happened. No proof, no confession, just a thought that developed into something grander and irrational people will snap over it. So you would confess to it being true. So they actively force you into this narrative that they created in their mind by aggressively being in your face and pushing you to admit to their thought process and what they think happened when they weren't there. All of that, that's just crazy. Because if you weren't there, why did you come up with these step-by-step scenarios that would explain what happened when you weren't there and now trying to force the person into confessing to something that didn't actually happen, but you think it happened, so it has to be true. I know, it sounds crazy, right? The problem with this is that they haven't left room for error. They don't ask the questions, the right questions. They share their accusations in an aggressive way to get the truth out of you. Once the truth doesn't suit their theory, they get more aggressive. Because they can't be wrong, they won't apologize because they are secretly waiting for evidence to prove themselves right. This kind of crazy is destructive. It destroys relationship. That distrust will be transferred and shared between both parties until someone realizes that this is toxic and it's not working for them. Those are the four types of crazies that I categorized for this podcast episode. So I will go back to my original question. Is there such a thing as healthy crazy. I believe so. Like I said, everyone has a crazy side. No one is exempt. I know people who are with partners for years and they never fought. So their crazy has never been tested. There are people that would go to work, they will go into stressful situations, and the crazy part of them will never come out. For some reason, they just have it under control. So yes, they have just never, ever, 
experienced any craziness. They go to their grave untested uh, for some people. They live a peaceful life. They just know how to categorize whatever is happening to them and just leave it in that category and move on. They don't snap. They don't. That crazy part of them never comes out. It's almost like, does it exist? But for others who do have that crazy side, yes, there is such a thing as healthy crazy. Some people may come off crazy, but most times it's a reaction to an action. I will give you an example, and it's going to be my story of when I became a crazy person, and this was in my early 20s. So I hope this story isn't too long, but there's so many intricate parts to the story that it was it would explain certain things. So bear with me if the story is a little too long and a little too detailed, but it's going to all make sense towards the end. So this is story time on Orchid Brown. So in my early 20s, I was friends with this guy and he he was from Jamaica as well. So we bonded over the fact that we were we were both Jamaicans. We were friends for about three years and we met in college. He was a nice guy, very flirtatious, but he was a hoe. So the best he was going to get from me was a friendship. So we remained friends for years. I met some of his guy friends, guy friends that he considered best friends. And then I remembered towards, was it the end of college? Maybe it was the end of college. I'm not really sure. Don't bear, you know, don't hold this against me. But uh, I think it was like the last year of college. Yeah, yeah, it was the last year of college. What? trying to remember and um i went out with this girl she was a latina girl she was very beautiful she was that girl that you know back in the day there was a style of the uh, apple bottom jeans she was that girl wearing apple bottom jeans and like the flimsy tops that show off her big titties and she had big breasts for her age because i had my little teeter totters and she was just like a boulder hoe any hoe <laughs> So she she would have like these big lips because she if I was to describe her as an animal, she would look like a frog, like, you know, the big wide lips. And she always had like eyelashes and shit ton of makeup. And she was dating this this guy who was like a football player in college um, as well as high school. So he kind of got off. She, he left high school in his popular state and then he went to college, did football there in his popular state. So he he was getting pussy left, right and center. And so she was the girlfriend. So there was a whole other drama on that end. Anyways, she wanted to go out because she just wants to forget about him because, of course, you know, she knows she he's cheating and some of these girls are contacting her and going, yo, I fucked your man. Very, very ghetto. I was like, damn. So she was Latino. He was black football player. So one night she was like, oh, let's go out to a club. I was like, fine. You know what? Um, I finish school at this time because, you know, it's the end of the school year and it's summertime. I was like, okay, I don't necessarily go out clubbing while I'm in school, but now that school is over, I can. So I said, sure, we'll go. And of course, I don't really dress up to go out to these clubs. I'm not trying to pick up nobody. So I just wore jeans, like regular jeans and like a shiny top. And I go to her place and it's taking her forever to get ready because she wears a shit ton of makeup, like layers and layers of it. And I was like, what are you trying to cover up? You're too young to cover up your face. Like who wants to go out looking like a cake face? What if you end up confronting a girl that is fucking your man and she throws drink in your face and none of it is waterproof? You're going to look like a melting frog. But hey, none of my business. 
So she then, (laughs) so she's now two hours later, I'm sitting there bored out of my mind, wishing I just met her at the club. Um, She's there still putting on her makeup. She's like, oh, we're waiting for my friend. Anyways, this white girl comes in and she was wearing like, was it baby fat? Yeah, yeah, it was baby fat outfit. You know how baby fat was in at that time. So she had like the baby fat, you know, little sweater that was like a crop top and then the cheap ass baby fat, you know, skirt that flared from like the upper thighs down to show off the legs. And she thought she looked cute and I was dying of laughter. But anyways, the point that really stood out for me about this girl, even though she seemed really nice, when she came into the room, I j- it just felt like a dark cloud. And I think I've told you the story and I've always separated my stories, but now I have to tell this story in its entirety. So if you have heard this story, there's more to it. So she comes in and I just saw like this big cloud. And I, at first I was like, no, it's a shadow, but it wasn't a shadow because it wasn't, you know, like a regular shadow where if a light hits it, it just pops up on like one side of the wall. It was like the whole two walls is just filled with darkness. And I, I kept looking up going, am I going crazy? Is this normal? So of course, alarm bells ring off in my head. When I saw this girl, I was like, something's wrong with her. She has a demon. <laughs> And keep in mind, I wasn't like a hardcore, you know, churchgoer at the time. I was just like, I've never seen this before. I've never met someone who came into a room with that much darkness around them. And there was light in the room. So how do you come into the room that has a light right in the center of the room and you have that much darkness around you? But she seems so nice. You would think she's the nicest white girl you've ever met in your entire life. So sweet, so genuine. And I was like, no, something's wrong. That aura of darkness, something's wrong. Anywho, we went out to the club. My Jamaican guy friend was there and he met her. And so (laughs) he now now, um, took a liking to her because he likes his woman a little innocent and ignorant. And she was that girl. So he starts dancing with her the whole night and, you know, hanging out with his boys, but giving her a lot of attention. And I was like, all right, do what you got to do. You know, if you're just looking for a lay, go for it. Um, But throughout the summertime, they ended up spending a lot more time together. So at some point he asked me while we were walking downtown and he's like, you know, what do you think of her? And I said, she's a nice girl, but I think you should watch out and, you know, just don't go there with her. And he's like, why? And I said, I can't explain it, but there's something off about her. And as your friend, I'm telling you. So if you decide to go into a relationship with this girl and it ends badly, don't be coming to me crying fucking river because I don't got time for this. I already warned you. Run. Just run. He's like, no, but she's super nice. She's a great girl. I was like, then go for it. But remember, your friend Orchid warned you. So she went from doing the most. She cooked him food every day. She, you know, was at his work all the time. I'd be passing downtown and I'd go because he was a security guard downtown somewhere in like a government building. So I would stop by and I'd be like, hey, I was just passing through and I just came to say, hey, she was there. And I was like, oh, wow, you're staying like the whole shift. And he's like, yeah, she stayed overnight with me. And I went, oh, wow. Like, don't you have a home? Where's your mom and dad? Because at this point, she's living at home with her parents. <laughs> so what do you mean you like cooked food and you came like in the evening and you stayed with him at his job the whole night to the next day? I was like, OK, I guess you don't need sleep. 
And this is what she did every day. So if he worked in the morning, she'd be there from the morning till he finished his job in the afternoon. And she was doing this every day. And I went, oh, okay, she really, really want this man. I was like, go for it. Do what you got to do. But I still think you're sketch. Anyways, fast forward, time passed. And we see each other again because we hadn't seen each other in a while. And one of the reasons why we hadn't seen each other in a while is because she didn't like me because she realized I didn't like her. I just gave off that vibe. I'm like, something's wrong with you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I didn't really want to hang out with her anyways. (laughs) She got that vibe, so she didn't want to hang out with me either. And I was like, that's cool. I don't ever have to see you two ever again. And um, so whenever you hung out with me, it was usually just one-on-one and we're just chilling. We're just walking. And so I think... Like after a month of their relationship, and yes, I did tell the story already in one of the podcast episodes, but he ended up cheating on her. And I said, why did you cheat? And he's like, well, you know, we started dating in the summertime and then we jumped into a relationship and then we moved in like a a month later. And he said everything just went so fast. But once we moved in, she kind of changed. And I said, what do you mean changed? And he says, well, you know, she just started becoming like super controlling. And I said, okay, so did, so you, what you're saying is like you cheated so that you can have that control, right? And he's like, no, I just cheated because I wanted to when I could. And I went, okay, so it had nothing to do with the fact that she was trying to rule your life and you wanted to declare dominance. It's not because you wanted to show like I'm still the man of my own life and you cheated on her. You just did it because you could. He's like, yeah, which I knew was a lie because I knew him for years. That's how we... That's how he he established dominance in the situation is is by showing his power. <clears throat> but what didn't what didn't make any sense to me was the fact that he did it and kept it secret. So I was like, if he really wanted her to know that he was a boss and he was the man and he cheated on her to make sure that she understood her place kind of thing, then why keep it a secret? So clearly he didn't want to get caught. So I just said, OK. Already, I still know that this relationship is going nowhere. So he told me that. I said, all right, well, good luck with for you. You know, you guys moved in. It's a nice place. She decided to get some cats. Now they have cats together. They're very, like, lived in and, and homey after, you know, one month together. And it was going a little too fast. But I guess he didn't realize that it was going that fast, even though he was a participant in the entire situation. So I said, well, you know what? Good luck. And I literally got in my car and went home and forgot <laughs> so months later, I think it was like the next summer, I bumped in no spring. The next spring I bumped into him again and he was like you would never you would never think what what happened and I said never think what happened. I'm like you guys broke up. He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, oh, "Okay. What what why would you think I wouldn't think that? I told you from the way beginning. Like this is not a relationship you should you should pursue." Of course I would think that it's over. That was my first guess. Unless you were going to tell me she was pregnant, that would shock the shit out of me. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, but how we ended? And I was like, okay. He's like, well, she invited me to her Christmas party. And while we were there, I guess one of her coworkers was laughing and talking with me. And so she came up to me and started yelling at me in front of everyone saying, you're fucking cheating on me. How dare you? How dare you do this at my workplace with my coworkers? And I looked at him like, oh, so that nice girl turned crazy. it's the only way I could define it if you are going to behave this way in a room full of people that you work with 
making a scene and behaving that way because your boyfriend happens to be talking to a coworker that he has never hung out with prior to that time and you decide to snap that's crazy that's crazy anyways he couldn't handle it anymore because she wouldn't stop even though he kept asking her please stop this is a christmas party these are people you work with like this is not how you should be handling this situation i was just talking to your co-worker and she's still flipping out so he grabbed her by the arm and he just dragged her out of the room and he was like let's go so they got with they got into her car because she bought a car for them to drive around because he didn't have one and she i guess had the money she was a hairstylist and she's making good money so she bought a used car and he was the one that drove it because you know he has to be the man if they're going some Somewhere together he's the one that drives if he needs the car he just drives it like he owns it um, and if she's driving by herself she can drive the car but if he's present in the car she will not drive he will be the one to drive them so I was like all right he's making sure to mark his territory as dominance I am the man this is what I do I was like do what you got to do because I personally if you know I let my guys drive I don't want to have to drive when a man's in the car but I mean if I don't trust you I'm not going to let you drive my car, but if I do trust you as a man, I most likely will let you drive because I don't feel like driving. So I understood where he was coming from, and I understood why she allowed it because she knew that this is what he needed. So he said that they got into the car, and they were driving down the street, and he was just telling her to stop, like, stop, I'm not cheating on you. And she's like, yes, you are, you stupid, she's using the N-word, you know. I was like, these white girls are brave. They are brave when they're in a relationship with a black man, the shit that comes out of there about she was going off the n-word here and there like it was butter dripping off her tongue like it was it was that bad i was looking at him like damn she's really angry so at some point he just kind of stopped and he didn't bother to participate in the, ang- the, the argument he didn't bother to explain himself he just kind of ignored her but that made her more angry so that craziness became even more angry and so she took off her seatbelt and she jumped on him and she grabbed his neck and she started choking him while he was driving so he's now swerving the car while trying to like hold on to her hands to rip her hands off his neck because if he loses consciousness they're they're going to hit a tree and she's going to die because she took off her seatbelt. So he's trying to save her life and his own, but she doesn't care. All she sees is red. So she wrap and she's squeezing him, squeezing him so hard, digging her fingernails into his neck like she really wanted to like rip it open and watch the blood gush like it was that bad. And he's telling me this. I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this is so toxic <laughs> and it's so scary. Like they both could have died, but he still had his seatbelts on so he would have survived. But she was definitely not. She did not care about her safety or her well-being. And she was still going. So it turns out he could not pry her hands from around his neck, choking him to death. So he had to now move his hand to the back of her neck because he was in police academy. So he learned certain defense maneuvers and he hit her on the back of the neck. But not too hard, but hard enough to like shock her so that she would let go and he could stop swerving and hopefully avoid an accident so after he did that you know they got out of the car you know they kind of broke up after that he practiced it he left he went back home to his parents and she went around telling all his friends that he's a chris brown and that she he hit her he's a chris brown she's a rihanna you know and i thought that is wow but she never told them that she choked him while they were driving she just kept saying like he beat her up 
in the car and almost tried to kill her. So I'm listening to this and all his friends are coming back and saying, yo, you need to deal with your ex because she's going around telling people that you beat women and that you just do it without any reason. So he explained to all his friends what happened and they were all like, damn, yeah, you did the right thing by hitting her on the back of the, the head or was it the neck? It was like the neck in between the head and the shoulders um, to get her to let go because if you did lose consciousness and she took off her seatbelt to make sure she could choke you properly, if you hit a tree, she would fly right out and hit whatever and die. So <laughs> I'm sitting there cringing, listening to all of this going, this is crazy. I left you alone for a few months after you told me you cheated on her and she don't know about it. And then I bump into you and this is what you're telling me. And I'm sitting here like, this is not what I expected. I expected, yeah, we broke up, but this is on another level. So I was like, okay. So then he turns around and he's like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't believe you. And I said, believe me about what? He's like, you told me to stay away from her, that something was wrong with this girl. You don't care how nice she is. Something is wrong. And you did, you couldn't explain what was wrong with her, but you just knew that you saw something and what you saw just said something is vile about this girl. And it turns out you were right. And I said, well, the fact of the matter is you did cheat on her. So did you continue to cheat? He's like, yeah, of course I continue to cheat with many girls. But at the moment when she was accusing me, I wasn't cheating. <laughs> So I was like, okay, to that justification. Hence why I said reaction caused by an action. And this was this part of the story. It triggered her crazy. So while he was thinking she did not know that he was cheating, she happened to definitely know and maybe bottled it up. And when she bottled it up, she just decided to explode at her workplace in front of everyone so that everyone could see what was happening. I guess she didn't feel like she was going to get embarrassed. And then upon leaving the place, she decided to try to choke him to death. So I, okay. So that ended that. So after that, he basically, after that relationship ended, he basically went on a rampage. I mean, a rampage to the point where he was like, yo, Orgy, let's go out clubbing. I was like, sure, let's go out clubbing. I invited a girl that I knew from high school um, that I, you know, rekindled a friendship with. And I was like, oh, you should come too and you can meet my meet my boy because she's Jamaican as well. And then we got to the club and he was there in the front and he comes out and he's like, he grabbed me and my friend and he brought us in and we skipped the line because he knew the people. I was like, okay, cool. So we got in there and her and I are dancing up a storm. We're enjoying the music. We're enjoying the vibe. Like everything was good. And then I turned around to like grab myself a drink and there he was right in front of me at the bar literally sucking this French girl's face. And when I say sucking her face, it wasn't like a peck or, you know, like a nice passionate kiss. It was one of those like, I am going to eat you alive kiss. Like right at the bar. I mean, you could hear it through the pounding loud music and I'm standing there looking like, what is going on? Like, I have never seen this before. So I just went around them, asked the bartender for another drink. I grabbed the other drink. Anyways, went back to my friend and we were chilling, enjoying ourselves. And she looked at me, she's like, is he seriously doing that at the bar? I'm like, yep, that's his life. That's how he rolls. She's like, damn, he is so out there and adventurous. But the way she said it, it was quite obvious. She was like, oh, I need to be that girl. So um, we left the club. I was like, you had fun? He's like, of course we had fun. And then I was like, yeah, because you were really sucking that girl's face at the bar. I mean, for a good long time. It wasn't like a five-minute suck. It was a suck for a good 30 minutes. And he's like, yeah. And she comes out, and she's like, oh, it was so nice to meet you. And I was like, wait, y'all just met? <laughs> 
got so getting that frisky i was like "Woo! i have not been out in a while and so he was like yeah he's like it was nice to meet you too and then they proceeded to sock their faces right in front of me and my friend again my friend's like wow the bravery the bravery on the street in front of everybody there he is grabbing her you know from the neck face and just sucking like it was a hardcore deep level like make out session you would see this on like the intense movies where there's passion i swear to god like the book gray what's that 50 shades of gray that there was none of that kissing in there that was pretty much pg compared to what we were watching it was like another level of kissing i couldn't believe it so we all went our separate ways but instead he decided he wanted to hang out a little bit longer so we went back to my place she came because she was like my neighbor and then we all just kind of hung out but she asked us to come to her place we went to her place and while we were there you know she's getting a little bit um horny So it took me a while to realize that majority of her questioning was based on sexual positions, things that he might like and asking like crazy questions. And so I was trying to leave and he wasn't letting me leave, you know. So when I left the door, he comes out and he's like, don't leave me alone with her. And I was like, why? I said, it's free. She's she's literally saying, come have some. It's free. He's like, no, I don't want any. Don't don't leave me alone with her. She's kind of scary. I was like, why? She's looking at me like she wants to eat me alive. I'm like, oh, like you ate that girl's face at the club and outside the club. I was like, let let her have some. You're free. You're available. Handle it. He's like, no, no. So he followed me into my place. And then we're sitting on the couch because I really wanted to go to bed. And I was like, buddy, I need you to leave. He's like, I don't think it's safe. So I look out the door and I said, she's not there. Most likely she's already sleeping. And he's like, okay, I can sneak out. I'm like, just sneak out. And he's like, okay. So he snuck out and he left. So then I ended up introducing the same guy to a friend of mine. And she was like a hardcore, like Christian church girl, you know, doesn't really date. And when she does date, you know, it's like months of dating before she even considers anything sexual. Never had sex type of girl. And so, you know, she happened to be there. So I introduced them and all of a sudden he starts flirting with her. She starts swooing. And I was like, oh, no, you have a hoe, a predator going after a girl or at least giving her some sort of attention that she doesn't understand that this is what he does. Like, he doesn't mean that he's into you. He's just flirting because he has nothing else to do. So she's like, oh my God, he really likes me because she doesn't know any better. She's been completely sheltered. I remember having a conversation with this girl and she was telling me how, you know, she was talking to her mom who's very old school and, you know, she should just stay home and a man is just going to magically show up at her house and knock on her door and bring flowers and ask for her daughter's hand in marriage. And so she's sitting there at home waiting for this man to show up at the door to ask her to marry him. And I was like, oh my God. This is not the time to put a princess with a player, right? So now I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what have I done? I was just trying to be nice. He ended up taking her on a date. I'm scared out of my mind. My chest, (laughs) heart in my chest is pounding. I'm scared. I was like, oh my God, if she gives this dude her virginity, I'm a dead woman. I will be forever known as a friend that got this christian sheltered girls cherry removed so i was i just oh i was so stressed so when she got home i gave her a call but she didn't she wasn't there her mom's like oh she's not home yet i was like okay so then i gave him a text and i was like what are you doing what you know it's after midnight (laughs) what are you doing and so he was like 
he texts me back he's like i'm trying to get rid of her i'm like what do you mean he's like i've been sitting outside of her house in the car um with her hoping she'd just get the fuck out of the car he's like i've said bye to her how many times and she's still talking and prolonging i'm like maybe she just wants a kiss from you give her a kiss maybe that will make her leave and he's like no i don't want to kiss her i'm like then why the hell did you invite her on a date and we're having this discussion through text message and he's texting me back while she's still in the car talking to him and i was like buddy you need to find a way to get her in her home the worst thing that could happen you think her mom is not in the house in that dark house that you're looking at look creeping through the window wondering what's going on and why her daughter's not home yet you're in front of the house she's watching she's making sure is this dude going to kiss my daughter what am i gonna do she might even at some point come out and start knocking on the window he's like is there any way you can call her in the house and get her to come out and knock on the windows to get rid of her daughter because i need her to get out of my car and i was like oh my god <laughs> as you can see a lot of drama i'm telling you early 20s you you go through so much you go through so much and then i was like okay buddy just figure it out just get her out of the car and so he's like, text her, call her, do something. Just get her out of my car. And he's still texting me while she's still there. So I text her. I'm like, hey, what's going on? How was the date? She still didn't respond. I called. She didn't pick up. I was like, well, did the phone ring? He's like, yeah, the phone rang. And she would not pick up the phone. She was still talking. I don't understand what she's talking about. I, she lost me a while ago. It's been an hour and a half. She won't get the fuck out of my car. And I don't know how to get rid of her. And I was like, oh, shit. She just lost her chance. She should have just kept it nice and... Um, less eager maybe you know she she would have handled this she would have caught caught his attention in, in a positive way but now it's like okay you're too much you can go now now i don't think he's ever going to really ask her on a date again so i was like okay i dodged a bullet she dodged a bullet so finally he was like listen i have to go home and she's like oh okay um all right i guess i'll go then and then you know she got out of the car she went into the house he waited till she go in and he waved at her and he drove straight to my place and he's like what the fuck i was like who told you to ask her out on a date he's like honestly it's just a date it's nothing important and i was like listen she is a child i need you to think of her as a, a baby you know she's never experienced anything she might have gotten a peck on the lips but that's as far as it has gone for her she hasn't had a full makeout session no one's grabbed her tits in her ass like, there's none of that. She is, like, legit sheltered. Sheltered. Does not date. She doesn't know how to navigate men. He's like, damn. He's like, well, based on the way she behaved, and yeah. So I was like, oh, oh my God, this is over. But then I spoke to her, and she was like, oh, it's great. Everything's wonderful. We're going to go on a date again. And I messaged him going, why did you invite her on a date again? He's like, I didn't. She was like, oh, when are we going to go to the movies again? So she texted him asking him that question. And I was like, okay. And she, he's like, well, I was also invited to her mom's place for like a get together with her mom. And I was like, buddy, you're on your own. He's like, no, you're going to bring me, you're going to come. You can't leave me alone with her. I was like, you're not dragging me into this mess. So all of a sudden she messaged me going, oh, can you come over tonight? I didn't realize it was tonight because he didn't tell me when. He just said he was invited. So I go over just to see her and her mom and he happens to be there and i was like fuck me uh so now at this point you know the mom's treating him like he's going to be a future son-in-law talking to him like they have a future with the daughter she's all happy because the mom is now vetting him and making him feel like you know he's a part of the family after one date 
and he's just looking at me like, are you going to save me? And I'm like, no, nigga, you're on your own. You are on your own. So now he starts dragging me into conversations, hanging out with me, leaning up against the wall with me. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, can't leave me alone with them. Like, this is dangerous. I'm not interested in her in that way. But for some reason, like her mom is acting like we're in this relationship and me and her daughter are set to get married. He's like, I can't. I said, well, don't drag me into it. Anyways, based on our argument and our conversation privately, where I'm telling him to stop doing that, they assumed that me and him had something going on. And so all of a sudden, she tried to turn against me. She's like, okay, is there anything you need to tell me? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you and this guy. And I was like, I've known him for three years. What are you, what are you talking about? She's like, well, are you guys together? And I was like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't be with him. She's like, but you guys were like whispering in a corner and i was like yeah i was letting him know that he should be hanging out with you and your mom even if he even though he was uncomfortable she's like oh but still it just looks like you guys have something going on did anything happen between you guys i'm like girl i'm the least of your problems because at this point he's making out with how many girls he's fucking with how many girls like (laughs) i'm the least of your problems i've met some of the girls that he's sucking faces with every time we go somewhere he's making out with some girl And he's introducing me to a girl that he just banged the night before. So every single time I see him, I'm meeting multiple girls. You know, he's talking to them on the phone in front of me, putting them on speaker. And we're all having conversation together, laughing at jokes. And, you know, I'm participating in it because it's fun. She doesn't know this because she lives in a house. It's too big for both her and her mom. And she's very sheltered. So I was like, yeah, she doesn't understand. Like, this is how some guys behave in the world. She thinks that they're all respectable men. They come to her house. They bring her flowers and pick her up. And they treat her like a lady. And they take her to the movies or to dinner. And it's just it's just basic. No, it's not. I said, did you talk to him? Did you ask him if you guys are exclusive? She's like, no, I don't have to. I'm like, but did he make it clear to you that he is seeing other people she's like yes and i said are you thinking that you have a future with this guy and she's like no but i knew she was lying so i said all right so you're coming to me and asking me if anything is going on between me and my friend because you don't see a future with this guy and you're not thinking that you and this guy has something more she's like yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> and then i walk away and i was like listen i need you to just understand that nothing is going to happen between you and him. I need you to understand that he's seeing many other girls and you're not the only one. And these girls are kissing him and fucking him at the same time without any date. He maybe buys them a drink or he goes hangs out with them. But at the end of the night, they put out a lot more than you would. She's like, what? I'm like, yes. So I need you to understand that this is not going to go anywhere. So she says, okay, but I can tell she was hurt about it. So she went home and, you know, she's still texting him, like everything's normal. And she's like, oh, when are we going to hang out again? And I was like, why are you the one asking him to hang out? Like, that's not how it works. If he wanted to be with you, he would be the one making an effort. But you know what? Let her learn. So he just kept brushing her off every possible time. And she's still giving me a dirty look like I'm still trying to steal her man. Keep in mind, this dude was my friend for three years before he met her. But she's now giving me looks like she can now claim this dude she went on one date with. One. So I just ignored it. I said, do what you got to do. 
but we were all still hanging out. I didn't invite her because she tends to act a bit too weird whenever he's there. If he moves, she moves with him. If he goes and hangs out and talks to someone, she moves over and starts sitting there nodding, following him around. He didn't understand what was going on. I would go to my room and I'm reading a book, just letting them hang out on the couch by themselves. He'll come into the room. He's looking at me like, why did you leave me alone? And I was like, buddy, I don't need to be a part of this. And he'll go and he'll sit on the couch and in my room and she'll come in and sit right down beside him. And he's looking at me like, what do you? gonna do and I'm like nothing so he comes and sits down beside me at the bed she comes and she sits down right beside him on the bed as well and there they are three of us on the bed with him trying to get away from my friend and she trying to get you know close to him so at this point I was like okay you both can go now I wasn't even polite about it you can go now and he was like okay no problem so he left he's like yeah I'm gonna take you home she's like oh, okay so she's thinking that they can spend some time together but instead he pulled up at the place she wanted to have this long conversation he was like yeah I need to go and cut her off before she could even start a conversation she's like oh okay and he kicked her out and she went home and then he drove off and he never texted her again <laughs> so I was like okay I think she got the message at this point but she was still feeling salty and still thinking that me and him had something going on even though my neighbor at this point is now going, why are you hanging out with that little girl? You could have a real woman. I could give you all access to me at any time, anywhere, any place. And I'm sitting there watching all of this going, wow, why are all these girls just throwing themselves at you? And like, is this, is this normal? He's like, yeah, it's normal. It's happened in front of you many times. I'm like, really? Why am I noticing now? He's like, because these are people you know. When it was girls you didn't know, you didn't care. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I was like, yeah, that's true. Now it's people that I know that we happen to be bumping into and watching their behavior. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know I had thirsty friends. I did not know. So at this point, I'm still kind of pissed off because now my relationship with the other girl is now affected because of what she thinks, even though I'm telling her nothing's going on, and his behavior with so many other girls, now it's starting to affect me. Now it's starting to trigger my crazy very slowly because it's not like you know it happened and when we part ways and I was able to just kind of have some time alone with myself just chilling in my normal world that has drama no drama whatsoever now I'm in this world where there's drama everywhere but it happens to be with all of my friends because they're all thirsty all of them and I just did not know so <laughs> so he finally introduced me to this other girl that he was really feeling and he was like oh let's go to montreal beach club and i said okay he's like but you're gonna have to rent a car for us and i was like why do i have to do it i'm like i don't have to come i don't really need to go with you to beach club he's like just come so he he made me rent a car so i rent a car i was like fine i haven't been to beach club all summer so i might as well go this time so now while i'm there um, I got the rental. I let him drive because I didn't feel like driving, especially driving to Montreal from Ottawa. I can't like too much construction, too much bullshit. Like I just can't. So I was like, I'm not driving. So my neighbor decided she wanted to come. His other boy came um, and he brought this girl or she came. She, the girl that he invited came with her own friends and he wanted to go hang out with her because he was very interested in her. So we drove all the way to Montreal Beach Club, which is like past downtown Montreal. You're going all the way out. So we're driving through downtown Montreal and we just keep going all the way out to like the bushes. And we, we arrived at Beach Club. 
So I got a beach club. Her, my, my friend and I are hanging out. He and his boy are hanging out. We kind of split up. I went to the hip hop section. He stayed in a techno ses- section where they're like pumping arms and taking, you know, ecstasy and wilding out and, you know, doing all their stuff. And I'm in the hip hop section with the weed smokers and, you know, the cognac drinkers. And we're just vibing, just vibing to the music, enjoying ourselves. So he come over, he checks up. She's like, oh, I want him to stay a little bit longer. This is my friend. I was like, go for it. Go hang out with him. I don't give a crap. I don't go out clubbing to hang on to girls. I go out clubbing to vibe by myself, (laughs) especially if the music was good. So I ended up just ditching her because it was so annoying listening to her talk about him so much. So me and this other black girl who happens to be from Montreal is vibing as well. And we're just standing near each other, just enjoying the music and having a good time. And she's looking at me and I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, what's up? And we're having a great time on our cognac. And so he comes over and he's like, oh, let's go into the water. So we go into the water and I was like, what's up? He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to choose this girl. And I said, all right, well, go for it. And he's like, but, you know, this is your opportunity to let me know if you want me or not. And I said, excuse me, want you? Is this a joke? I've known you for three years. At this point, we're in the friend zone. (laughs) There is no us. So then he forced a kiss and I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? while the girl was there to try to send a message to the girl that he's she's about to lose him to me and i was like wait is he creating a drama situation like does he live off drama now i'm triggered because no one drags me into this kind of drama at this point you almost ruined a friendship between me and a friend that i've known for just as much as just as long as i've known you and now you're trying to put me in a situation where me and another girl or another girl feels like she has to compete with me for you when i don't want you oh i snapped i snapped because i've had enough this was my breaking point so i just got out of the pool or the water because it was beach and I just walked away from him and ignored him the whole time. So then he kept badgering and badgering and badgering because he's one of those guys that likes to poke at the wound until you snap. So I finally, he pushed the button a little too hard and I turned around and I just snapped at him. And I was like, I'm done with you and your bullshit and your drama. I'm so sick of this. I don't want you. Take your shit and get lost. And I grabbed my friend, grabbed my stuff. I got into the car and I drove off and left him and his friend in Montreal, stranded by themselves. And I just kept on driving, even though I did not know how to leave. And at the time I did not have a GPS. So I had to kind of figure out how to navigate leaving Montreal by myself, but I did it, I did it. I got on the highway, I did a lot of twists and turns, lots of reading. My friend's freaking out because she's like, yo, you just prevented me from getting dick today. And I was like, girl, he didn't want you, get over it. And she's now beefing me in the ride back to Montreal for two hours. And I'm trying to keep it under control. So, yes, that is the story of when I lost control. I lost so much control that I left a dude, a friend that I've known for three years in Montreal, stranded. I don't even know if he had his wallet. I think he did. I don't even know if he had a plan on how he was going to get back to Ottawa by himself. At this point, I was like, you go ask the girl that you've been courting and talking to this entire time, kissing, making out with, bringing her to every club, showing her off to everyone, sucking her face in front of everyone all over Ottawa. If you're going to do that, she is your girl. Do Let her take care of you. 
let her take you home but at this point i'm sick of the drama i'm sick of getting dragged into this situation i'm sick of people coming to me asking what's going on between us when there's nothing going on between us and i'm just not interested so i snapped i completely snapped so i just wanted to share that story that even though i've created this podcast episode talking about crazies i am a crazy and i did not control it I'm, thankfully, I'm not impulsive and I'm not ir- irrational and I can't really say that I'm a healthy crazy. In that story, it was not healthy because I suppressed a lot of it. And instead of having the conversation with him and saying, listen, I don't appreciate this. I don't appreciate you putting me in this type of position where my friends are looking at me suspicious because of your actions. You're now trying to ruin relationships between me and other people because you're a hoe. Instead of having this conversation with him, I didn't. Instead, I just kept ignoring and ignoring and ignoring until I snapped. And that led to me leaving him stranded in the middle of nowhere in Montreal, Quebec. (laughs) So, again, I'm not above it. I'm crazy, okay? I'm crazy. I cannot, if I was to, I'm going to ask myself this question, which is, would I do it again? If would I do it again? Would I hand, have handled it differently? Yes, I will say that I would have handled it differently. I would have told him how I was feeling every step of the way and the position that he was putting me in for each and every situation that he did put me in. I wish I had said something. That's the part I would change. The part about leaving him stranded in Montreal, you know what? Knowing me, I'd do it again. So I'm going to keep that crazy side of mine. To this day, I mean, when it first happened, I did feel regret because this was a friend from a very long time. Like three years is a long time to have somebody in your life. I know people are like, oh, three years is just whatever. No, it isn't. Not when you spent that much time together. Not when you shared so much of your life with each other. You, When you lose a friend, you lose a friend. And... I lost a friend that day. So I was very sad for losing the friend, but I I did not regret leaving him stranded because he's so used to getting people to cater to him, to do whatever he wants, to make him feel good. Whatever he wants, he gets. That's great and all. But when you're putting me in a position where you are destroying relationships around me because of your hoish behavior and you have no regard for how I feel and how destroying these relationships are affecting me then yeah i'm gonna leave your ass stranded in montreal and not care but i did miss my friend and to this day i look back and i do miss my friend but would i go back there nope we'll never be friends again so the point to this story is that when you're tested your crazy comes out you can't control it but you can monitor your delivery at the end of the day you can work on being more of a of a healthy crazy (laughs) rather than an irrational crazy uncontrollable crazy or impulsive crazy and in that situation it it was it was a a decision that i made it was premeditated even even though i didn't want to i just knew that having him in the car going back to ottawa I, we were just going to be fighting the whole time and it would just make me miserable even more for two hours and I just couldn't do it. But again, my friend was making me miserable for the two hours driving anyways and so I should have left her ass in Montreal with him and let him deal with her too. But I couldn't do that to her because I invited her. 
I didn't invite him. I invited her. He invited me, but he also asked me to rent the car. So technically the car was mine. So I didn't owe anyone anything except for the person that I invited. But yeah, so which type of crazy are you? Hopefully you can answer that question. Hopefully you know who you are. I hope I am in my growing years a healthy crazy because being crazy is not something that I really truly want to change about myself, but I I would like to have more control over my crazy. And I feel like I've gotten there. And there's a lot of circumstances in my life where I have behaved crazy. And to to tell you the truth, I don't regret it because there was a purpose to it. There was a reason why I did what I did and I don't regret it. But I do I did lose people that at the time meant a lot to me and it hurt but now looking back i'm glad i'm just glad i'm gone so i really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast visit our website at tao.ca to purchase your t-shirt either the ambitious t-shirt or the bloomers t-shirt visit our social media pages on facebook the ambitious obsession network instagram at the ambitious net twitter at the ambitious obs my instagram personal instagram and tiktok page is at orchid brown don't forget to click the follow button subscribe also leave a review or rate the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on if they allow that, and share your favorite podcast episode with your family and friends. I hope you have a splendid day.